Shalom Abrahu of the Maseches Babakama Daf Yud. Today is Daft discusses the Chumras of each of the Avas. Shar vs. Bar, Esh vs. Shar, Bar vs. Esh. Then we discuss when someone does half a Nezek and yet he's fully Chai. What case is that? Is it a case of digging the rest of a bar till Tentfachim? The last ghost is down on a bench. And then we move into the sugya of the nizik keeping the carcass of the animal and the mazik paying the difference. And what the chiddush of that is. I'm a card for that. The Gemara begins by telling us that both Shar and Bar have chumras on each other. Shar pays koifer. He's chayiv. The, the 30 shekel if he kills an eved. And once the Shar is killed, his carcass is oser bahanol. And finally... A shar also moves while it damages. All these do not apply to bar. However, bar has its chumras in that a bar is originally, at its inception, a damager. And it pays Nezak Shalom in all circumstances. doesn't start with Tom. In that way, it's more chumr than shar. Gemara says that in some ways shar is more chumr than ish because unlike ish, shar pays Koifer, when it, the animal kills, he has to pay the 30 shekel by the Eved. His carcass is also by no after it's killed. And if the Shar is given to Echor Shadavakot, then it's Chayiv, all Chumras which don't apply to Eish. But Eish has its Chumra over Shar in that Eish is Muad from the second it begins. It doesn't have a, a Tom concession stage. Eish has Chumras over Bar, and Bar has Chumras over Eish. And that Bar... Is originally a mazik, if you give it to Hirsh of the Kotan, you're chayiv, as opposed to Eish. But Eish is chomor in that it moves when it damages, and it devours anything, as opposed to Bar, which doesn't devour everything. Although Michaelim is, is going to be Potter. The Gemara, besides for the tremendous amount of literature in the Rishonim about which cases were left out here and why they were left out, the Gemara itself asks, why not say that Shara is more chomor than Bar? Because Shar is Chayev on Kalim and Bar isn't. The Gemara answers, we're going like Rabbi Yehuda, who says that you are Chayev in Bar even on Kalim. The Gemara says, if you want to attribute our Mishnah to Rabbi Yehuda, you're going to get stuck in the Seifa. Because in the Seifa, we learned that Aish is more common than Bar because it moves when it damages and it devours everything, as opposed to Bar, which is not Chayev for everything that gets damaged in a Bar. We assume that when say that H is high on things that Bar isn't, it's talking about wood and Kalim, as opposed to Bar, which is going to be Potter. The thing is that according to Yehuda, you would be high in Bar on Kalim as well. So, Elamai, we have two answers. Either we could say that it's the, really there are Bonon and we just left out a case. We also left out a case of Tomun, which is going to be Potter by H and not by Bar. Or we could say that it is of Yehuda. And when we say that Aish is chayiv on things that Bar is, and it's not including Caleb, it's including scorching a person's field. And that Rav Yudah would agree with. Now Rav Ashi asks, why didn't we say that Shor is more chomer than Bar, and that Shor is chayiv when it damages uh, Psule Mukdashin, if a carbon gets parcel, gets a mum, so you're probably dead, but... There's still things that you can't do with it. And Shar is going to be high for damaging that. But Bar would not be. Shouldn't that be a Chumrah of Shar over Bar? 
So if, if we say our Mishnah is Rabbonin, that's not such a problem. Because this just could be another thing that the Rabbonin left out in their tone of a shire. But if you're going to say that our Mishnah is Takar Bihudo, why did it leave this out? And if, if it left it out, the real question is, we never just leave out one thing. You have to leave out something else as well in an incomplete list. Elamai, the Gemara answers, if Yudah also left out that Shores Chayev, if it destroys your Karka, a boat isn't going into anybody's property and damaging anything there. It's dormant. Gemara, however, doesn't, doesn't settle on this answer because we're, that, that Chumrah of it damaging someone's property can be subsumed under the previously mentioned that's part of it of the Shor's Chumrah of being mobile now we move into the next step of the Gemara we said in the Mishnah in the next step that if someone was only machshir half of the Nizek half of the damage he still has to pay fully now what is this case we're going to have a number of suggestions what is the case where a person does not do the entire entirety of the damage but has to pay fully so, so the, the Gemara tells us that first option is, the first case, is when someone, person number one, digs a bar that is nine tfachim deep, which can damage, but it can't kill. And then a second person comes along and digs another tefach to make it a ten tefach pit, which can now kill. So the last guy, the second one who completed it, the ten tvachim, he's the one that's going to be chayev. Although, this is not like the sheet of Rebbe who says in a saw that the second guy is only chayev if it kills, if it damages. The first guy also dug enough to damage and they'll split that payment. If Papa learns that that was our case in the Mishnah, the, our case was that the pit killed and everyone agrees that the second person is going to be paying full. That's how Rebbe could fit into our Mishnah. If we're talking about a case of Misa, he'll agree the second guy is going to be Chayev entirely. Gemara tries suggesting other cases where there's a partial damage, but a full Chiyuv for the damages. Where the guy didn't do the entirety of the damage. So the, uh, the second case we bring in is if someone gives his ox to five separate people to watch, and one of the five people was Poshea. He was negligent in his watching. He's going to be chayv entirely for that ox's damage. So the Gemara says, either way, it's Pashat. If he, the animal wasn't watched without him, of course it's going to be chayv. He was entirely responsible for the damage that happened. But if it couldn't have damaged even while he was being negligent, then why is he responsible at all? Ravashi offers us a third case, which also we're not going to like so much. At the end of the day, we're going to go with the first one of the nine tvachim to ten tvachim. But over here we say, what happens, Rav Shesha gives us a case of someone who adds Kindle to a fire. So the fire is going, the fire is going to damage, and the, and the second guy comes along and adds Kindle. There's a, another sheet that's referring to a case of adding packages to an animal's back. But again, the Gemara asks, let's say he's adding the second guy added Kindle. If it would have damaged without him, then he did nothing. But only damaged because of him, then of course he's chayev. So if Papa brings another case, we have a Bryce that says if there are five people sitting on a bench and then one more person comes and sits with them, if the fifth person sits and then the bench breaks. So the halach is that only the last guy is chayev. If Papa says the last last person to sit has to be 
like Papa Bar Abba, who is a heavier person. But again, Gemara says, what's the case? If it wasn't going to break without him, then of course he's Chayev. If it would have broken even without him, then why is he Chayev? That's not the case that Amish is referring to where he does partial damage. The Gemara says, but Lamaisa, why by the bench case was the, only the last guy Chayev? Because the first four people who were sitting there can say, look, we knew that the bench had, it, had its limits. And if you hadn't come, we would have just sit here for a little bit more, felt that the bench was going to break and gotten up. So when you sat down, it broke. We didn't have that time anymore to get up. I, why can't the fifth guy say, without you four people sitting here, it wouldn't have broken? Nigamara explains that he wasn't leaning on the, he wasn't sitting on the bench, he was leaning on them. What's the half a minute that that, that that would be different? I might think his koyach of leaning on them is not like his body actually breaking the bench. So Kamash Malan, that's exactly the same thing. Nigamara suggests a fifth case of partial damage in full chiyuv. Bryce says, if there are 10 people hitting somebody with 10 sticks, whether they're doing it simultaneously or taking turns, if the person dies, all 10 of them are going to be putter. We don't know which hit was the one that killed him. If you the memesaria says that, no, no, no. If they are doing it one after another, then the last guy is going to be chayed for his death. No, it sounds like this last guy did part of the damage and is fully chayed. Why didn't we list this? Why isn't this the case of our Mishnah? Two answers. Either because we're not talking about cases of murder. We're talking about damage. Or number two, we're not bringing in cases of a machlaikas. I we said our Mishnah's not going like Rebbe. That's already a machlaikas. Yeah, we could, we could go like the Rabbon on the Rabbim against the Rebbe, a Yachid. Or we're not going to go like Rebbe Maseir against the Rabbonon. Moving on, we learn that when someone's animal damages, the mazik's dead animal now becomes property of the nizuk, and he just has to pay the remaining damages minus the mazik's carcass. That's what it means that he that the mazik pays the tashlume nezek, the rest of the damages. Where's the makar of this? We have three separate psukim that tell us that the nizuk keeps the carcass. Or Ami brings the psukim of makenefesh behemayishalmeno which we read as Yashli Meno. Rev, Rev Kahana brings the puzzle of him Toraf Yitoref Yevienu Ada Trefel Yishalim. Says that he pays until the Trefel, but not for the Trefel itself. Chizkiah brings the third puzzle of Amesi Eloi that it goes to the Nizuk. How do you know that the mace, that the, that the carcass goes to the Nizuk and not to the Mazik? Because if it was going to go to the Mazik, the Torah should have just said, Shortachasor, the extra Vehamesi Eloi is. Obviously teaching us something, so we switch it from the Vela going to the Mazik, staying with the Mazik, and it goes to the Nezik. The, ma- the Mazik now just finishes his Mashlim, the amount that he damaged. Why do I need three separate Psukim? Teach me the same Allah that the, the carcass goes to the Nezik. Well, the first Prasuk of Maka maybe we would say that the carcass only goes to the Nizuk in a case that's normal, but a, but a trefa, where animals kill each other, where it happens so often, maybe there the mazak has to keep the carcass and he has to pay fully. If I had only brought the pasuk of trefa, there, where the shoimer was just watching it negligibly and it happened automatically, 
That's where it goes to the Nizak. But if the guy himself did the damaging with his hands, maybe there he has to keep the carcass and pay fully. If I had brought those two cases, that's only because the Nizak only has to keep the carcass there because it's uncommon. Or it happened by itself during his Shmira. But maybe by the case of Amesi Eloi, for his ox did the damage, it's common. And it was Biyodayim, his ox did it. Maybe he'd have, the Mazuk would have to keep the carcass and pay fully. If I had just said Amesi Eloi, maybe that's where his money is damaging, but where his goof is damaging. And when the Shoimer is being negligent, that's called his goof damaging. Maybe there, then Nizuk would not have to keep the carcass, and the Mazuk would have to pay full. Komash Malon! We have three separate Psokim to tell me every variation that the carcass always goes to the Nizuk and the Mazuk just pays the rest. Now Rav Kahana tells Rav, without the Pasuk of Amesi I would think that the Nevela goes to the Mazuk, not the Nizuk. That's the big Chiddush. Of course, the Mazik can pay off his debt with with the Mazik's carcasses. If he had a pile of carcasses in his backyard, he would be able to use that. He could use any Shavek Kesef, even Subin. It doesn't matter the quality of his Shavek Kesef. Yosef tells me he could, pay, he could pay his debt with anything. Of course, the, his, the, the carcass that was actually involved in this case can be used as the payment, and he'll just pay the rest. The Gemara explains that the Chiddush is not that he can pay with this animal. It's that if from the time that it, that it killed, his novella went down in value while it was in the Nizek's property, even if it starts getting spoiled, it's worth less now. That depreciation comes out of the Nizek's pocket. The Mazik can evaluate what it was worth at the time that it died and pay the rest from there. Thank you for learning with me. Have a wonderful day.